0: Hello, and welcome to the last ever, for at least a couple of months, episode of Half Court and Midrange. What's up, y'all? I'm Court. I'm Ray. And this time, we are talking about the biggest free agent signing of the offseason, and that is, of course, Joe Harris, signed with the Nets. <laughs> That's all I really know about it. Ray's going to have to give more of the details. He might not really know that much more.
1: That's all I think anybody really knows about it. There was a, I think, because Woj tweeted it, there almost definitely was something signed. Um, It's unclear how many years were guaranteed or how many dollars were guaranteed, but uh, Joe Harris will at least have potentially play for the Brooklyn Nets next year.
0: I'm excited Yeah. about that potential to play.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like Jay-Z was like, you sign LeBron James, I'll try to sign... Alan Crab and I'll try to sign Tyler Johnson and did I'll try to sign Dwayne Wade but I'll actually just sign Joe Harris. Did Portland end up matching the Crab one? Portland matched on Crab, and Miami matched on Tyler
0: Johnson. Man striking
1: out. Yeah yeah they uh they didn't. They didn't get him, but they did get Joe Harris, the biggest. Uh, the, the biggest free agent, free agent signing, signing news of since the off season. LeBron James in 2010.
0: Since Joe Harris got drafted and then <laughs> traded to Orlando, so that he could get waived for salary reasons.
1: I was wondering. So for our um, for our listeners, there's a uh, who might not be aware. There's a publication called the Players Tribune, um, and it has become commonplace when free agents decide to. Uh, switch teams to go ahead and write an article on the players Tribune um, explaining their decision um, I I think it's actually a cool concept maybe it would be even cooler if like the some of the letters seem to be written more by the athletes than potentially their publicists but um, I was thinking it would be pretty funny <laughs> if Joe Harris tried to just submit something to the players Tribune you know to see what they would do right I would like that um, do you think he has a publicist? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Right. If we were coming out with a, a a zine soon, maybe we could have just pretended that he submit his letter via compound sentences. Um,
0: Which is the name of the zine, of which possibly Ray and I are a part of a large editorial staff for context. For all of you listeners that might not know that. Which is zero of you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, is it if it's zero people in general? Do they do the zero people that are listening? You know, if a tree falls in a forest, does Joel Sherman <laughs> write a short story about it? I hope so. I would read it, and I bet it would be good. Um, the reason that we are taking such a long hiatus. <laughs> This time is not uh, because we're in the same city and just didn't do anything for a really long time. This time we will no longer be in the same city for upwards of two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Ray, would you like to explain your decision to try to hike this trail in uh, using as many... You know, metaphors from basketball, you know, basketball-related metaphors.
1: (coughs) So I'm not prepared for this, but I'll give it a shot. Um, And maybe I could have, you know, I suppose I could have written up a Players' Tribune article uh, or piece. Um, So I will be hiking uh, the Pacific Northwest Trail, which is not the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, It goes with uh, my friend Michael Mahoney, which all of you listening know. Who all of
0: you listening know? Um, I think Witch is okay in that Witch context. Witch is okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, For Michael. <laughs> he's
1: more than a person, you know. He's kind of an idea.
0: He's more than a person. I don't know. I just felt like this would be the episode where okay. one of us would sing. That was
1: good. That was good.
0: Um, actually, at the end of this, I think we could, we could do No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Oh, karaoke yeah. style. Karaoke style. We did perform that karaoke.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Michael and I will be hiking. Uh, The Pacific Northwest Trail runs from Glacier National Park in Montana to the West Coast past uh, Seattle, uh, more or less along the Canadian border. Um, And, yeah, I'm going away. In Kevin Durant's uh in Kevin Durant's letter about why he was going to the Warriors, there was something about his kind of like cognitive development. <laughs> I thought it um,
0: was I thought it was his personal
1: development. Like the, like okay, the word cognitive was definitely used. I'm not sure the total context. He did talk about how kind of what was really important to him was to continue to be uh um challenged. Continue to be challenged and continue to like grow and whatever be an environment that would like challenge him and make him, you know. Because I'm pretty sure
0: run. your cognitive development is done by, like, age 25. Yeah. And how old is he? He's, like, 28? He's yeah surprisingly similar age to us.
1: I think he's actually 29. Yeah, I think he's 29. Hmm. Yeah, is he going to turn 30 sense.
0: before us? How old is Kevin Durant? Um, Kevin,
1: yeah, I think he's 29. Oh, he's
0: 27.
1: He's 27? Oh yeah, that's God. why it's such a These crazy signing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um... Cause he only spent one year at Texas and that was like wait is, this, is that really true this doesn't make sense I feel like he was at Texas before I went to college hmm. maybe I'm wrong no it must have been if he's 27 yeah. he must have done his first year like yeah yeah
1: I think LeBron James was like a rookie our first year in college and so Durant was a couple of years or maybe in a second year.
0: I remember watching a high school game of LeBron's in a first year dorm possibly. Hmm. So probably, hopefully no, that can't year. be right.
1: That can't be right. Cause I think, I think he was a 2004 draft LeBron. Um, we're showing us, I mean, this, this is hot radio right? Yeah, here. hot is, radio, showing our expertise in the NBA. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's
0: go so I back think to what I was trip. getting at. Yeah, yeah. I think what I
1: we was getting at was, um, I was trying to uh, somehow see how my kind of decision uh, relates to Kevin Durant's decision. And probably the conclusion there doesn't relate at all in any way.
0: Um, But yeah,
1: I just kind of, I want it to get away for a little while.
0: Um, and Would you call this hike your next
1: chapter? (laughs) I probably wouldn't call it, I probably wouldn't call any parts
0: of my life a chapter. Mm. Um,
1: Yeah. You don't
0: like to give people a good place to put their bookmark.
1: Yeah, like if My Life was a book, I think it would be one of those books that doesn't really have paragraphs or chapters, you know, or even like necessarily sentences.
0: Uh, I don't know of any books that don't have paragraphs no, or chapters besides The the Loser, I think, is yeah. a book that Greg had. Yeah,
1: that, that one.
0: Yeah, and the by the German or Austrian guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that one.
0: Thomas Bernhard. Yes, that one. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. You were actually trying to relate to the... I don't, I've not read that. I haven't I read the for, I was gonna say I read the first paragraph of it. <laughs> <laughs> but only Greg read the first paragraph of it. Yes, it's uh, I read the first what would have been a paragraph really like the first page, I guess. Yeah, yeah but there wasn't a yeah. paragraph break. Yeah. Um yeah. it was so about a pianist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no. I'm
1: not a pianist. Right. Um, just friends with some. Just friends with the, yeah. Landlords. Associates with some. of a <laughs> A pianist. You'd say um, you're a pianist associate. <laughs> maybe we should have a maybe we should have a vote for what our podcast uh, should be renamed to. The pianist, and the pianist a- Associates, a- associates. <laughs> I think would be a really good. <laughs> the a national really good pianist, pianist
0: association.
1: Yeah, this is really good. Um, maybe maybe the point there. Uh, yeah, I probably don't. I probably don't really think about my life in in chapters exactly. But uh, um, it's weird. It's just weird to actually just talk about yourself uh, being recorded. That's that's a right. strange thing to do. Would you say it's that easier life- to just to talk about other? Like I think for the most part, we just talk about basketball or like less serious things in a le- in a not serious way. Right. And that's pretty easy to do even if it doesn't produce like entertaining content.
0: Right. I was about to say that at least we bring a little like entertainment and levity to people's lives, but then you just, uh, you nixed the entertainment and then I kind of realized the levity definitely wasn't there. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I think long long story short to answer your question. I, yeah, I wanted to get away from a little while where it was kind of quiet and nice and simple. Uh, and kind of less stressful and where the, um, anxieties associated with everyday life are, are kind of gone or not. Go- they're So it's different, it's just a matter of kind of getting your back and your, your pack on, walking a whole bunch and repeating for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, that seemed that seemed uh, exciting and like a good uh, change of pace from kind of the uh, everyday life.
0: Gotcha. Would Would you say that your life is getting better or worse, or is it staying the same?
1: You got to believe it's getting better.
0: Oh yeah, Ray with the Beatles.
1: <laughs> um court singing earlier inspired me i couldn't resist um nailed it i yeah i think it's getting i think it's getting but i probably don't look at it as like better or worse i think maybe it's getting um i'm becoming a more fully formed human if that makes sense i feel like kind of uh maybe you know more aware more kind of uh conscious or feel like my I feel like i'm not like I'm, I don't know, maybe more like I'm able to do the things that I want to do or that I think maybe have some kind of value. I feel like a lot of the time I'm just like, man, why do I spend my time that way? That's dumb. You know, Or why did I do that? That was stupid. And now I do that less now and I feel like maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's reflective. I think that's uh well well thought out answer, thank you, especially considering I sprung it on you at the, <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of that um,
1: yeah, so that's that's my trip. um how about you? You're about to take a trip court yeah, I am uh can you tell me about it?
0: I guess so. I'm gonna go out to the bay area, catch up with some friends, mm-hmm uh then i'm gonna travel and see some state parks in oregon catch up with my cousin in portland hopefully this entirely based on a few instagram messages between me and her (laughs) i think uh she's about to go into her third year of college so but she was like yeah it's there's a floor in our house to sleep on uh and then i'm gonna go up to the Seattle area, probably go to the original Costco in Kirkland, Washington.
1: Nice. I'm hoping to stop there as well.
0: (laughs) And uh, I also might go to see Mount Rainier, which uh, Mm -hmm. I learned from a friend of mine is a volcano. Mm -hmm. And when the white stuff on top of it is snow that's been frozen, and it's called a glacier. And when glaciers move over rocks, they make the rocks really smooth. Okay. Uh, My friend also said that... Uh, if the first mile of the trail up to Mount Rainier is pretty cool. Um, and he also said that he got a junior ranger badge for his time at Mount Rainier. So nice. Do you think you can get one of those? Do I think I can get a junior ranger badge? Yes, I think I can. Nice. I think as long as you're under 30, you can still get the junior (laughs) version of anything. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right to me.
0: Or maybe, yeah. Maybe if you don't have any children, you can get the, if you're still like in the child generation Mm. rather than the parent generation. Yeah. That's a big step. Although one has to ask, or one can imagine someone like Greg asking like if the majority of your peers are like in Mm -hmm. a certain generation, does that catapult you into that generation? I was wondering that also, or if you're like, if your sibling has a
1: child, if that puts you into the... Mm. Parent generation.
0: My cousin has a grandchild. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't know think you're in the grandchild generation. I don't. You don't think I'm in a grandparent?
1: grandparent generation? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't think I'm part of the the greatest generation?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we're part of the terrible millennial generation that's to blame for everything, from what I understand. True.
0: Uh, wait, we're millennials, right? Yeah. We're millennials. Sure. I'll throw in with the millennials. Yeah. I was at the moth, uh, which is like, I guess it's a podcast. That's probably more popular than ours or something. They, yeah. it's a radio show. Yeah. Anyway, I was at it Sellouts. and, uh, the girl who won was like a millennial of some sort. Probably. I think she was a Tulane student and she told a really funny story uh and made a lot of jokes and was Uh kind of sarcastic and i guess if we're if you're in like the sarcastic funny joke generation Mm -hmm. we're probably in that one yeah we're in that one or the winning generation
1: the win yeah yeah both of those not much exclusive big overlap in a venn diagram
0: all right uh let's since we're we probably have to wrap up soon here because we got to go on our on our travels take our next chapters uh i know it'll really pain our re- our listeners that we're going to disappoint the, no it pains us that we're going to disappoint so many of our listeners with this choice to end the podcast early but i believe that it's the right thing we're doing with our podcast career yeah um,
1: yeah, that sounds good. And I probably should say something. I feel like they need to say something about the Sixers. Yeah, that
0: was, I was gonna, I was trying oh, yeah. to lead into that. And then I did that weird little bit with reading Kevin Durant's letter and I kind of screwed it up. But that's okay. The, the, yeah, I was gonna say like five minutes on the Sixers. Let's go. Okay, cool. Except uh-huh. for, so. Actually, we who, should do,
1: sorry, we should do like 30 seconds on Durant just because.
0: 30 seconds on Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah. 30, 29, 28. <laughs> I'll say my piece. I give it. (laughs) So, for those of you who don't
1: know, Kevin Durant signed with the Golden State Warriors. Man, we just broke that news to somebody. Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Well, actually, Josh and Nicole, did they go to the um? Did they go to the lookout before the news? They might, th- this actually could be news to them if they listen to it right when they get back into civilization.
0: Right. They sent that email when they like went down to town to check, Yeah. which was like after they sent the email that was like, we're not going to respond to emails for, for two m- or a month or whatever. And then yeah. like they a week later it. they sent an email. Yeah. Um, um, to their moms and then Kathy Duga forwarded <laughs> it to me and I forwarded it to Ray. So it's got, yeah, got the I was, out.
1: it was weird. I was forwarded separately, but you were forwarded on the, the Carrie Stefan email. And I think I was the only one on mine. You so were, I think you Ray- become a part of their family <laughs> is what I
0: think. Th- Maybe Kathy thinks you're their child, (laughs) (laughs) so maybe you're you are in the child generation. Kathy, I think probably just keeps up on people's addresses better than some some people, including myself, keep up on. (laughs) Like she's like, now that you live in that house, like you're part of that area, and like like Ray is like in his separate place, and she knows better than you know, yeah, anyone else. She's on top of it.
1: Yeah, it was really nice to get that.
0: Um, That was your um, you didn't you got more than thirty seconds on Kevin Durant. (laughs) And you chose to spend it talking about <laughs> Kathy Dugas, which KD. has the same initials. KD!
1: Man, we should have done the whole podcast on Kathy Dugas compared to Kevin Durant. Um. Now,
0: every time anybody says KD, I'm going to think <laughs> Kathy Dugas instead. Yes. I'm just going back through my memories for 30 seconds while Ray talks. So I'm just going to be thinking about all the time somebody said KD and replacing <laughs> KD with <laughs> Kathy Dugas. Okay, um. go for your 30 seconds. Um,
1: I think overall there's a whole bunch of like noise about everything that happens. Uh, people are making too much money or like, ah, this is a morally terrible decision by so-and-so. Ah, this person's a coward. I kind of think at the end of the day, it's like pretty cool that he just got to pick the team that he wanted to go to for whatever reason that was. And if it's like, I want to live in the Bay Area and I want to play with like, Really great basketball players that shoot really well. And I like Draymond Green. He's my friend. Um, Even though he kicked my teammate in the nuts. You know, it's cool that he could do that and he got to pick. Uh, So that's, that's probably my main thought on it. I do think it will make, as a fan, I think it will make basketball less fun to watch next year. Because I think the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant and the Thunder with Kevin Durant would have been really... Uh, awesome opponents and made another like really great series like the Western Conference Finals. So that's kind of disappointing as a basketball fan. It will still be very interesting to see how awesome the Warriors are with Durant. That's my that's my two cents.
0: Okay, my take is uh, I think it's kind of uh, I think it's sad that people ascribe all these moral judgments on Kevin Durant for leaving. Uh, really he's just doing what any of us would do in that situation, which is pay attention to our bosses at Nike who told him that he had to go there, which is a bigger market. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they can, uh, get some of that sweet, sweet Under Armour money or whatever away from Steph Curry. Mm Uh, but yeah, it's like a total like sneaker Medium voter theorem. Yeah. So, so as far as a, a sneaker salesman, I think it's one of the best sneaker salesman moves I've ever seen by, uh. A National Basketball Association sneaker salesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's good. Uh, I think he'll have more fun hanging out in Oakland. And for instance, I'm taking a trip to Oakland. I'm not taking a trip to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them start with O. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. from DC. I, you know, I can kind of relate to the sort of like, uh, I've been in a place for a while that I didn't grow up in and then I'm going to go to a different place that I didn't grow up in, just kind of see the world. Cause yeah. like it's, you know, I'm sure he has a bunch of money so he can go travel around a bunch, but like, it's different to stay in a place for a while. Although granted you're a basketball player on the road for 41 games anyway, but
1: like, yeah. Yeah. you know,
0: you make your, pl- you make your home in a place. You'll be yeah. there a little bit. I, uh, yeah. and you, yeah. and you make those like relationships. I'm sure like the, he has a bunch of charitable stuff that he does so i think that's cool for him yeah probably driven by sneaker money yeah Uh, i also hate the internet uh and everybody that makes the internet stuff is from the bay area so and anybody that listens to podcasts on the internet yeah um you know
1: that makes sense that's my take um i don't have it on my phone but i i want do you have joel's uh reflect Joel is a Oklahoma City Thunder fan uh, and a Kevin Durant fan. Yeah uh, I have so a, I think in it was a, a p- thread somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a particularly uh important move for Joel and he had a very um measured, thoughtful
0: take on it. Uh, I can read Greg Seaver's take on it if oh, you yeah. want. Yeah. Um he says <laughs> um he says you have Justin's phone number. <laughs> then he said, thanks. You end up checking out that pickup soccer game? I'm at France, going to sleep soon. Uh that was Greg's take on Kevin Durant. Uh Joel Sherman. Oh no, that's I need the there's a thread with me and Ray and Joel, and I'm searching for it now.
1: While well, while you're searching for it, I'll read uh, Michael Mahoney's take on it. Okay. Well then how am I going to tell you about that cool shit I dehydrate it. He actually did s star star star. So I said it. I unedited it, but
0: he was he did not have a potty mouth. This was on this is a um a, a text message between you and him, between me and that Michael. That he censored himself because he was afraid he would you know, he wanted to censor that. He didn't want that bad language just to uh, go into your eyes that's right that's nice of him that's nice that he's looking out for you uh here's joel's take that he sent on july 4th uh probably about three hours (laughs) after the decision was announced uh and he said i've had a little time to think about it now (laughs) Uh, and here are my first reactions i feel bad for russ but excited that the team is unequivocally his now At least for a year. I'm disappointed with KD's choice. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) But understand it and don't hold it against him. And won't be burning my Sonics 35 jersey. I'm excited about the super duper death lineup. That was all one word. Warriors. This is a separate message now. Warriors and guilty for feeling excited. And scared. This is an excuse for OKC to overpay waiters. Uh, and then Ray made fun of him for the hot take.
1: So, yeah, because it was the kind of opposite of a hot take. Um, but, uh, guilt and fear. I think that's a very human responses. Joel had both of them with this. And he Uh,
0: empathized with another man.
1: Yeah. That's another, Joel's good at that. Right.
0: He's good at empathy. Um, Um, so yeah. Where do you think Russell Westbrook is going?
1: Uh, I think any team that, I think any team would be dumb to trade for him because unless he like clearly signaled that he would stay there. And even then, I just don't know why they wouldn't wait. Um, unless that team thinks that he puts them, he makes them a championship contender this year. Um, but the most logical fit is the Lakers and they definitely do not become a championship contender. So I would just like hang out and not trade away some good young players or picks and, they're like, "Hey Russ, just come this summer. We're hanging here. You have a better team now anyway, so just you know, see what you can do with Steven Adams and co and come on to LA in the summer."
0: Got it. Come play with Mozgov.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Al Dang. Um, yeah, yeah they're going to be an interesting.
0: They're going to be an interesting squad. Russell Westbrook is from Los Angeles, so
1: yes, and they do beyond the terrible moves they made this whole and dang dang might be okay I think he's gonna it's probably gonna be a bad contract in two or three years, but um they do have lots of good young players, so if they don't screw it up, which seems kind of unlikely um, and they add Westbrook to their team they they could be pretty nice if one of. If both Julius, no, if both, uh, wow, I'm blanking. Brandon Ingram uh, and Angela
0: Russell turn into players, you know. So you're already, you're already. The ship has sailed on Randall.
1: Yeah, I don't like Rand. Uh, yeah, he's got sh- he's got short arms. Mm. He doesn't have a jumper. He doesn't. Um, I think if he if he becomes a really excellent player, it will be because he's like superlative at, like, very specific skills, um, like working in the post, getting rebounds, and I don't think he's a great rebounder. Um, it's hard to see. I mean, he's he's, he's he's got athleticism, he's got some things, but he doesn't project as a kind of modern great NBA player uh, without a jump shot and without, like, you know, the ability to protect the rim. So,
0: Do you think we're still in the modern era of NBA players or are we in the postmodern? NBA.
1: That's interesting. Um, I would say <laughs> oh, maybe I'll I'll defer to Greg Seaver for his next um his next appearance on the podcast.
0: Mm, waiting for Siever. As usual. <laughs> uh ah. he's actually gonna be the replacement for you while you're gone. It's maybe oh, yeah? half court and mid Greg. <laughs> And grain mid-sever. mid mid. <laughs> if any listener has an idea for a basketball-related pun on Greg Seaver's name, please leave it in the comment section. <laughs> if we have comment sections, I don't really even remember how the website works. Yeah, uh, yeah. just email it to Ray. Yeah, uh, and he'll check his email on his fancy phone, satellite yeah. phone. Yeah. Um. Okay. So speaking of the Lakers, if they Manage to become good down the line, of course they would have to play the Sixers in oh, the yes. NBA Finals. Sixers. Is the Sixers are going to be good for what reason?
1: The Sixers are going to be good because of the foundation that Sam Hankey built uh, and how all of the work that he did to acquire young players and draft picks will lead to us having a bunch of good young players, potentially a star or two, um, so yeah, we we got Ben Simmons with the first pick in the draft. We're really excited about that. He is an incredible passer, and he's shown that. Uh, he, sh- he showed that in college, he's shown that in the uh, the summer league this year. Can't uh, foul out a summer league, though. Can't foul out a summer league. That's true and important for a lot of summer league players. Um, yeah, who had 10 fouls the other day? Was it Thonmaker? Uh, that sounds right. Who's another guy that fouls a lot? Um,
0: okay, to, sorry. We can, we won't, <laughs> we won't let Maker destroy <laughs> your, uh, your talk about the Sixers.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited. We've got a lot of things happening. We got, um, Joel Embiid is, um, uh, there's probably no human being that generally makes me more excited uh, than Joel Embiid. He, uh, is, uh, he's just awesome. He's funny. He's humongous. He's at least seven foot two and like just solid muscle. And he's really incredible at basketball. He has really good footwork. He has some pretty funny tweets sometimes he can really shoot. Well, um, he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously,
0: uh i'm still curious about this incredible (laughs) at basketball like when when in the last his entire career span has he so he he played college basketball a little bit he did play
1: college basketball a little bit um and part of that's uh, so while he did play at at kansas which was not all that much he, he in a per minute rate basis he was like incredible um and so he has been very successful at a high level of basketball um and it, i think what's more and and this is a tricky thing uh with young players is that it's not necessarily with a lot of these players that are so young it's not necessarily about their current production as how they project and in all of the projectable ways he's incredibly projectable based on his athleticism and uh and and just his yeah his general abilities and uh, and what he already showed the kind of understanding of the game that he already showed even though he only played it for uh, really like four or five years so
0: mm. why did he only play for four or five years? Uh, well,
1: he uh, didn't live in the United. He didn't live in a place where basketball was a primary sport. He mm. was in Cameroon uh, and played. Uh, a lot of soccer um and then i think at some point when he was about 14 or 15 they're like you're pretty tall you know you might want to try this basketball game and he actually said himself that when he first started playing he was
0: quote-unquote ass um (laughs) this is his first or second time through high school
1: (laughs) (laughs) thankfully there's been no uh uh for our listeners, Court really wants us to get the Thon maker. <laughs>
0: I don't have anything against the guy. He seems like a really genuinely good friend of Malcolm Brogdon's. Uh, but there I find the controversy about his age uh, just absolutely fascinating. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: And so for our listeners, there are, a number of, uh, there are a number of players who do not come from the United States where there are questions. This is actually in basketball and baseball. About how old they are, and then I think there's less ability to get concrete documentation that says when they were born. So, and all of the kind of players and agents, they have incentive to make their uh, present people as being younger because then they have more room to you know grow and project, like we talked about earlier with Joel Embiid.
0: So you would say that America is the the best at determining somebody's age or I not
1: I did not say that um <laughs> I would say based on um our uh um our probably large bureaucratic structure yeah I, I suppose we're probably pretty good at determining age based on the amount of kind of bureaucratic things we have in place that would make it very difficult to kind of navigate your way through society without um you know without accruing accurate records other people could use to say you know this is this person and this is when they were born and this these are some different things about them for better or for worse
0: gotcha yeah i think that that definitely opens up probably you know more serious topics than we're prepared to discuss this moment but ever i think (laughs) (laughs) think that was a pretty fair answer Yeah, there's a lot of yeah.
1: yeah Anyhow, there's a guy who just got drafted 10th in the draft. His name is Thonmaker. He's from Sudan, uh, and he has lived in many different places. And he is purportedly 19. Yeah. That's what he he and his agent claim he is. Um, But there are a number of people who are suggesting that he's more like 23 or even older than that. For instance,
0: Um, Mark Cuban said he was 40. I think he was joking, but... (laughs) yes, um, which has almost become
1: a thing in and of itself because uh it's an easy thing to joke
0: about, you know, um right, yeah, yeah, low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit, yeah, shouldn't have even brought it up, <laughs>
1: <sighs> that actually wasn't supposed to be a dig, um, <laughs> but it is it is interesting it is i think I think all of this is very interesting in how you when these these guys have this is going to be boring to a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> to the four people that are listening. That's probably generous. Um, with these projection systems, they try to they look at the data that we have on a player. And they say, okay, this is how they did in college. Maybe this is how they did when they played in Europe. Um, this is how tall they are, how heavy they are, how long their arms are, how like fast they are, some other measurables. And it takes a bunch of inputs and it cranks out, like, this is how good we expect this player to be this is how much we expect them to contribute and one of the biggest drivers is simply being younger so if you're like the same player at if you have the same measurables at like 19 that someone else has at 22 you're like exponentially you know projected to be exponentially better as the 19 year old because you've already achieved that level um, and still
0: have room to grow Um, how far down does the age like factor go (laughs) like do they have like, if you're, like, one-year-old and you're, like, seven feet tall, it was probably, that's probably bad, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think in baseball, it's actually more more of a practical question because they sign international players when they're, like... Really, they, they effectively, like, illegally agree to contracts with, like, 14- and 15-year-old players. Um, and so at that point, really, you know, 14-year-old people are... Very little physically, like what they're going to be. Um, And so I don't know. I think, I think once you get back to that point, there's just so much uncertainty about how someone's going to grow and develop and just if they're going to be injured or not, um, that seriously injured, that it's hard. But I would think, so I would think the projections at that point would just have super big error bars. Hmm. But I imagine, I mean, surely it would be like, like, yeah, so I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. I think it's an interesting question, though.
0: It just makes me think about Freddy Adieu Yeah,
1: cause he was, cause he kind of he had like the acclaim what when he was like fifteen or something like, like that, like thirteen years 13, old. Yeah, yeah, and that, now and he's, he's and
0: he's right. Is he a good? He's a good player. Is that right? No, no? now he he's plays not. for like USL or whatever. Oh, okay. He plays in like US like lower leagues. Yeah. He, like, managed to, like, be a player that could play. I think he played in Portugal for a little while. Do you think that's because that we don't...
1: Do Like, do you think it's because... Was he legitimately, like, a soccer prodigy at the time? Or was he just, like, good and we don't... Like, for whatever reason, like, he attracted attention and for whatever reason, people in the media wanted to, like... Yeah, I think, he got over, I think he got overhyped. Okay,
0: I think he was good and he was young and they were like, oh, if he's good at like 13, he'll be like so much better. But I think he was just like, I mean, when you're 13, he like started playing in like MLS when he was like 14 or something. Yeah. And like, they're like, he's a little bit small now, but like, he's going to be great. Yeah. But like, he never actually really like grew that much or like got yeah. more athletic or anything like that. And so you're like, And and he wasn't like like skill wise, like so incredible to like make up for that. They were kind of imagining that he would like keep that level of skill and like get like a bigger, faster body or something. I don't know. I think people are just dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was like a
0: statistical projection either. I think it was just like a big time like hype machine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that probably it probably goes it I suggest that you there's probably not a good way to project how good of a athlete someone is ultimately going to be based on whatever they are when they're 14. I think that's probably a part of it. And then almost the projection like probably doesn't help him. Like probably like he might have been better served to not be playing in the MLS earlier and like developing like a regular
0: kid would um I don't anyway. know, maybe not. I think yeah, no I think there's something to that like not having, like, all that pressure on you and, yeah, like, playing in, like, these games where you're going to learn bad habits versus, like, crushing people for a while. Yeah. Because in baseball, they do that with, like, hitters and stuff, right? Like, they'll have them, yeah. like crush some minor league pitchers for a while. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think
0: it's, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sixers, ready to do.
1: Sixers forever. Trust the process. Sam, um, oh wait, have we... Have we podcasted since Sam Hinkey resigned?
0: No. Okay, I think.
1: so so we're going to conclude this letter <laughs> this podcast <laughs> this chapter reading, of our podcast reading the 13-page resignation letter <laughs> of Sam Hankey. Um the abridged version. The abridged. Yeah, there's no there's no abridging that. Um Yeah, no. Sam Sam Hinke was awesome. We have to yeah, I have to give I have to give him credit uh in audio format. We had a really good general manager who did really good things in the team, and he was pushed out in a really crappy way, and it bums me out
0: but uh so much that you're taking a two and a half month long sabbatical so much from so up, from the world that I am yeah, I'm
1: hiking for sam that's what that was the answer that i wasn't prepared I wasn't prepared to get into that depth earlier, but this is for sam hinky um and uh, the process will live on even if Adam Silver and Joshua Harris and the Sixers ownership group tried to kill it. And um, I'll walk to Seattle, and I will demand that the NBA sure. create a team in Seattle and that Sam Hinkie forever and ever run the team and that they also take the Sixers there. I actually don't want that. <laughs> i haven't thought this all the way i'm gonna figure this out on my on my walk um but sam it's for you i'm walking for you sam
0: yeah sixers west all right that's all the time we have that's more than the time we had to be honest I'm probably not, well we'll see we'll see what happens uh but we'd like to thank you for listening and uh subscribe you know so that next time this one of these comes out in like december you'll get a little alert or something i don't know how podcasts work
1: yeah um we have to be on i think we have to put ourselves on stitcher we have to stitch man um, ourselves
0: all right we'll do that yeah we'll do that just sweet just you know because then you open
1: up your stitcher and you're like oh should i listen to this new american life or should i listen to half court mid-range and then carrie's probably like i'll actually listen to this american life first and then, But she probably will listen to us eventually when she runs out of the other podcasts that are actually good.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we might be loud enough right now that they'll <laughs> vaguely hear us. Uh, and, all right, so if you want to know when the next podcast is on, uh, all you have to do is just call Ray, and he'll let you know if there's a new one up. His phone number is 484-557-5143. So, yeah, just call him, and he'll let you know if there's a new one. All right, uh thanks everyone. Have a good night. And uh we'll, good night, we'll, y'all. You'll hear from us soon.